Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 32 of the Audible Farm Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Peter Stockdale. This week, I'm sitting down with a guest I've had on the podcast once before, Nicholas Earhart. Uh, I talked to Nick outside of Patty's Pub uh, for the last third Thursday jam night that they had uh, recently. It would have been last Thursday, if you're listening to this podcast on Thursday as it comes out. And uh, we decided to sit down and talk a little bit about that and uh, rekindle a little bit of our conversation that we were having that night about how he's got some bandmates swapping in and out of Riddled With Class uh, for some of the shows coming up. And we wanted to just kind of inform everyone as to what's going on there and uh, what kind of shows they got coming up. So this is episode number 32 with Nick Earhart. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host... Peter Stockdale. Sitting down with Nick Earhart. You're back, man. What's up? Uh, yeah, I got some pretty good reviews about the last time you were on. Uh, a lot of people said they enjoyed hearing what you had to say. And, I, uh, I talk too much, so <laughs> this is kind of a natural thing, I guess. Uh, it's you know, it's good. I like uh, having people on that can kind of you know help me carry the burden a little bit. I guess it's all makes sure. my job all the more easier too. So, <laughs> sure. I uh, <clears throat> wanted to uh, discuss a few things with you uh, today. One of them is you, we were talking the other night outside of the last Patty's Pub jam yep. night, and uh, Patty's Pub is closing, and that is uh, the place where I guess everybody from, I'd say about a 50 mile radius uh, or bigger would just kind of flock there on the third Thursday of every month and jam. Yeah, yeah. I, Gina's been extremely good to us um, over the years, I mean, even before patty's pub she would have uh like ballroom shows back in the h-town hooligan days we played some of those ballroom shows we'd play uh uh she had a they called it the monsters ball a big halloween party we did that one time up at the third floor eagles for gina and then she got her own bar and she's booked us a bunch of times um she's been a great friend taking care of us and it it really sucks what's happening there. I mean, yeah, I uh, I don't know the whole story, uh, mostly because I don't pry into what else is sure. kind of going on. But I, it's not I, as far as I know, it's not due to bad business. It's I think the building just got sold. Is what it, I, is what I've heard. Absolutely, is that's that, exactly what happened. Yeah, um, the that, landlords, the owners of the building, decided to to sell it, and unfortunately, Gina wasn't wasn't given the first uh, crack at it, um, and. For whatever reason, that that's how it went, I guess. Yeah, man, that's a that's a real bummer. That was a great place to go play, and uh, they've got a lot of shows coming up. And, yeah, and uh, yeah, I, mean, I think uh, well, Jeremy, he's been on the podcast. Yeah, he's shutting it down, and uh, rightfully so. I don't know if uh, there's anybody in the area that could quite call that place home as much as uh, Mister Jeremy Ober. Uh, the night before that. Uh, Clint uh, Riedel, uh, the oh, yeah. Wright County Rambler. Oh, Although yeah. I think you can just call him the state of Iowa Rambler at this point. That dude has played everywhere. Oh, um, uh, yeah. I love talking to him when I see him around. Oh, yeah. Dude, you can't help but love Clint. Like, Clint, 
I fast become friends with that dude. I enjoy every interaction I have with him and the rest of his band. I, I caught him down here at the poorhouse uh, a little while back. Man, they sound awesome. It. I I feel very. I don't want this to sound wrong, but boy, have they come a long way too. You know, I mean, yeah. I was blown away the last time I saw them, and I, they got Brad Holfing playing bass, and Brad is like, I think Brad told me once he'd rather be a sound guy than a bass player, which I thought was the weirdest damn thing I'd ever heard in my life. Uh, yeah, Brad. Brad's like really good at just you throw him something on the fly. Oh and, yeah, and he can do it. Oh yeah, and he is a fantastic musician. Yeah, but like sound stuff, he he's come. Uh, he showed up. We were in Manson over at uh, Shoreside one night and brad showed up um with clint actually and i I think jordan might have been there too and then i'm just gonna say caleb's name because we haven't said caleb's name there and now i've named the whole band there you go but those guys are my buddies but brad showed up and he starts talking to me about all this sound stuff and i'm like dude i i don't know i just like my job is i don't want to sound like crap you know yeah that's as far as my sound guy thing goes i kind of act as the sound guy a little bit in the band but really i i bought this thing that i can save and like every now and then somebody who knows what the hell they're doing will show up and tweak it and then i'm like i'm gonna save that yeah (laughs) yeah. i don't know but yeah brad uh brad told me once that he'll he'll just like watch videos and and read stuff on the internet and just like try to get better at that and he they sound fantastic and i mean clint has this this uh i don't want to say it's a persona because i'm pretty certain that's genuinely who clint is oh uh, yeah but <laughs> you, you go and you're just like this this dude's a great storyteller yeah he's playing the music that fits who he is oh very much so yeah and they i saw him at chores or at uh house and man they sounded awesome yeah they're really good i think that uh clint's just got some sort of like raw energy to him yeah that uh i mean outside of it's just like a showmanship that kind of reminds you a little bit uh it's so, it's just super high energy for yep. for exactly and their style it's kind of crazy to just how it all meshes fun together and you know and and then jordan is jordan's a killer guitar jordan's a killer singer too and then yeah uh, you know, you got Caleb Ferry on the drums, and yep. Caleb is uh, no slouch, as any of us in the area know. Caleb is a fantastic drummer. And then Brad Holfing playing bass. I got a hell of a lineup. I mean, and I, yeah, they sound awesome. I yeah. forgot how we got on this. But, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I don't know. We were just, uh, we were just talking about. Oh, what yeah, they're like- playing there the Friday night before uh, exactly. Jeremy. So they, they got a good weekend planned. Um, that last weekend down there and it, it, there's my phone. That's awesome. But, uh, it, uh, it stinks that it's coming to an end, but it's awesome to see. I mean, we were there April 6th, I think. And yeah. We just, we packed that place. It w- we had a, a great turnout. We had a lot of fun. I was there at the jam night. Uh, I got up and played a couple of songs, uh, and then they had a great crowd there that night, and it's it's been really cool to see the support for Gina and her staff, and and basically the place that kind of brought back live music in Fort Dodge. Uh, you yeah, know? yeah. I mean, very much so. I mean, yeah. it was uh, 
nearly impossible to find a place to find live music at yeah. all in Fort Dodge unless uh, there were occasionally jam nights at uh, Spanky's yep. or uh, the Second Eagle, Floor Eagle, Eagles, Eagles yep. Club. Yep. And uh, other than that, there was like nothing. I mean, you no. would almost never see music even in the Humboldt area. And now, yeah. and now you can throw a rock on a Friday or Saturday night and find music. And that's, oh yeah, that's you know really awesome. It's it's very encouraging to be in the music scene around this area now. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot there's a lot more going on than there has been. Um it yeah, it's a blast. I mean to to be here now and things with my band have uh, suddenly, you know, the last well, the last 2 years or so have really kind of taken off and we've seen an increased demand for us and yep. And that's been great and and then, you know, you go out and if we're not playing, usually I drive four blocks from my house and go watch a band. You yeah, know? exactly. The, the Poor House has been great. I know Kathy at the Prowler is kind of trying to fire that up, yep. too, you know? and Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I played the Prowler earlier this year. Um, I think yeah. I think as far as I know, it was under different management. But, it was. Yeah, but there uh, was a little change there. But, and, but yeah, at the same rate, uh, there's still other bands that play or other places that occasionally have music in, yeah. in Humboldt. I mean, the Prowler is no stranger to having music. Oh yeah. Uh, I remember one time going there and I didn't know they had music and, um, Chris Carr band showed up sure. and played and I was like, what? I, I was so, there the same night yeah. actually. Yeah. And then, so that was, that was really neat. Uh, we played there once. It was a while back. Um, and I mean, I, yeah, they've. I've seen several different acts there. There's a band. Uh, I know the bass players from here in town, but they're called Fallen Rock, and I've caught. They were there a couple of times when Lincoln was managing the bar. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. But there, there's a lot of places now. All of a sudden, in both Humboldt and Fort Dodge, that are, are having bands. Um, they've been very good to my band in particular, which I, I genuinely appreciate you know and uh yeah i have nothing but great things to say about uh all the places that have booked us up in the area because we for the most part ask for a rate and they uh oftentimes accept it and we stay within a a decent price range sure and it's uh you know sure it's something like as a band for what you're bringing where you're bringing it um how you present yourself etc etc it's i've I've talked to multiple bands. I see where their price ranges are at, and we came up with a number for us, you know, yeah. to travel. And then, and it seems to work for us for the most part to travel out of town for. And That's the hardest part, I think, uh, about booking is you know, setting your values, um, and and trying not to be too stubborn with it, you know, where yeah, like I, if you're splitting up, you know whatever amount you're making amongst four guys or whatever, you know, that the difference between playing and not playing might ultimately be 25 bucks for you, you know, or whatever. And yeah, I, I tried, I mean, we understand we, we've been doing this for a little while and I think we, we got a good rate and we good enough to keep us busy, I guess. So, yeah. And that's finding the sweet spot right there is finding (laughs) how much uh, you're willing to charge to, you know, actually make the money that you want to make and uh, put the time in that you want to put the time into. And I mean, obviously we, I don't think any of us got started doing this strictly for the money. No. Um, if you did, you're crazy. Cause you, I think if you add up, if 
especially if you're a gearhead, like, you know, I oh, like, God. I like gear, you know, and yeah, yeah. I'm looking around there. There's yeah. some gear sitting around yeah, here. That's the way it goes. But like, you'll never, you're never going to do it only for the money. But also if you sell yourself short too many times, I mean, uh, it's tough to make up the ground uh, yeah. positive on that end. Uh, yeah. That's definitely for real. Like if you sell yourself short a couple too many times, then you end up, uh, not being able to catch up on the back end, uh, even just a couple years later, even if you have nicer yep. equipment, even if, yeah. I mean, as far as like a traveling band, sometimes you need to provide your own PA, yeah. um, depending on where you're going, uh, which sometimes you need to provide your own lights, you know, yep. and depending on what you got, that makes all one, the difference. One know? issue, I mean, you look at, and I don't even have an expensive PA, but if something breaks on that, I'm looking at 14, 1500 bucks to replace it. Yeah. And I I might have a week to oh, do gosh, it, you yeah, know, and exactly. And then it's scramble the credit card, you know, and whatever. Uh-huh. And yeah, then, no kidding. I mean, yeah. So you got, and then cables. You know, some of the stuff you don't think about. What I'm, per, I'm getting, you know, a PA set up, and never thought I that I need that many damn cables. You Dude, know, yeah. and that was something I I think about every now and then. Is just like the amount of money I've spent on just feet of cables. Yeah. is astronomical i mean cases to put stuff in uh, and it it just i think uh, we're i just built like a uh a crappy nick Earhart had no money version of a road case actually because cables we've been running them in suitcases you know for for years that's a a great cheat though yeah uh, for any like new musicians out there like uh if you're gonna travel junk days right now go look around there's suitcases everywhere bingo it's somebody that's just like the zipper broke off of this uh, luggage whatever and you know and they they uh, just throw it out on the curb yep and you, you can you can fit a lot of cables in them oh yeah after you get a pretty serious cable collection you're going to start breaking caster wheels on the bottom of my phone. <laughs> or like the zipper will start messing up to a point where you can't close it anymore. And then it's time to find another junk suitcase yep. or or break down and build yourself a little road case for yeah. cables. But. I think it's funny that there's those sneaky little tricks that uh, the veteran uh, roadsters out there have kind of like stolen from one another and, and found out that works the best. Oh, you yeah. Because there's always seems to be... Like I did, I did backpacks for a while. I mean, sure. I mean, there always seems to be a plethora of backpacks, and sure. duffel bags, and things like that. So, well, and then eventually you you get so much crap just just for your own personal stage use uh-huh. that I I bought one of those like uh, it's like a rolling toolbox, uh-huh. like Walmart for twenty five bucks. You know, it's a little plastic hard shell case, and yeah, that's my personal quote unquote road case and. It keeps it's everything's protected in it, and yeah, I mean it's nice to just have like a little thingy you can keep all your odds and ends yeah. in and stuff like that. It's just like oh, I got an extra set of strings in here or whatever, you know. Oh yeah, it's uh, that's something that you never think too much about, and it's always kind of embarrassing when you show up to a show and you're like, oh, I broke a string, and yeah. uh, what are you gonna do, you know? Yeah. Um, luckily for me, I've I have broken strings uh, at events, but uh, I have had a backup guitar at every single one too. That's, so that's. Uh... I think that's very important. I always bring in le- or bring two bases. Yeah. For a while, I, I have a, somewhat of a collection of bass guitars. Yeah. And for a while, I was bringing three and four and and playing one each set. You know, we'll play four 
roughly one hour sets a night uh-huh. and I would switch out, you know, each set. And then I was like, why am I bringing this many things? But a backup, at least one is probably, uh, cause I'll never forget. We were, I think I was in H town hooligans and I had two bases there and I, I don't know. I must have had a bad string or something, but I just hit the E string on my base and I watched the, the, you know, the, the coil around yeah. just start unwinding. Oh know. man. And I was like, sweet. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, we had originally started talking about all this from the, uh, Patty's third sure. Thursday jam night, which I, I actually showed up there too. And, uh, you know, huge shout out to Jeremy over for, for yeah. doing those. Uh, you know, he's, he's a diehard with those every oh, single yeah. Thursday. He would have a set of musicians come in there and it, I mean, Bar none, doesn't matter what Thursday it was, the place had a pile of amazing musicians in there. Absolutely. That was like the craziest part was the first one I ever showed up to, I brought a guitar to and I didn't play it because I was just like, I'm not getting up there with these guys. It's going to be embarrassing, you know? Yeah. So uh, hone your craft, walk away, and then Jeremy invites me to be one of the musicians uh, on one of the third Thursday jam nights, one of the host musicians with him. Yeah. And I was just blown away because, you know, I'd worked super hard to, to get better at, at doing what I do. So he uh, allowed me to play a handful of songs. I went out there and played with him. And then I had went to a couple of the jams uh, in Barnum at the junkyard. And, yeah. and that's Clint Riedel hosts those. And so I was hanging out with him there at a few of those. And he kind of, Clint kind of got me more comfortable with playing at sure. jam nights and things like that. So uh, before you know it, uh, <laughs> A full rotation goes around. I hop back up there, and Clint's on stage. So I got to jam out with like Clint, and I think Scott Dahl was playing drums. So it was like you know, oh sweet, you know this is a cool group of people playing. Yeah. I get to play music with you know, and Brad Hofing was there, and he was playing bass. You know, oh, so yeah. it's just stacked full of cool people. It was just one of those fun nights, and uh, it, you know, the one that they had last Thursday was no different. It was you know great to see a ton of people that I I've seen at all of the jam nights combined. Uh, they had it set up in the front of the bar instead of in the back room. Yeah, and I, I don't know, I don't know why they did that, but at the same time, you, I couldn't even get like twenty feet in the place. It was so packed. I mean, it was it was so packed. You were one of the only people that uh, I talked to really because I mean, we were right next to the speakers, so we'd go outside and talk every now and then. But yeah, uh, yeah, it was great to see a whole bunch of people there. Uh, and it was another one of those nights where there were so many good musicians up there that. Uh, by the time I would have got up there, it would have been after midnight and it would have been cool, cool with me. But at the same time, I just didn't want to stay up that late. So I ended up ducking out before sure. I played, but, uh, sure. Shout out to Jeremy for at least giving me the opportunity to play at I'm, the, at the last jam night. I just, I just didn't take the opportunity, unfortunately. Yeah. There, there's like the jam night legends and a lot of them were there this uh, time, you know, yeah. Sean Minicus, uh, yep. fantastic guitar player slash singer. And then, uh, Gene was there. Gene is amazing. Um, that guy's awesome. Gene plays with a band called MGCC. They're actually playing with uh, Brutal that the last oh, night. Oh, yeah, yeah. I uh, I did pull up the Facebook event for it there. Yeah, that's uh, April 27th is the date for that at Patty's Pub in Fort Dodge. And then uh, April 26th was the night before. That's the Friday night with Blue Ribbon Ramblers. So those are actually on the Patty's Pub Facebook website. And, uh, yeah, if you want to go to check that out, that's where that's at. But yeah, that's, uh, MGCC. I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen them actually. So it's, oh man, I, 
I don't even know if I really want to <laughs> delve into this. I know Gene Walker plays bass. Uh, I think Marshall Dodge plays guitar. Um, Cody Dodge plays drums. And I'm leaving somebody out, and um, I don't even know if they have a Facebook page. It doesn't appear that way, but uh, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, I actually... Uh, They're awesome. I, I've never seen them, so maybe I should check that check that out. It, it's, it appears to be the last show that they're going to do there, if, if that, that, that is correct. correct. That is the last uh, live music show. And deservingly so. Like you said, Jeremy Ober... Uh, Look at those handsome fellas right there. Yeah, you know, the thing you can't see is I, uh, <laughs> I've got Nick over uh, in my... In my basement, and uh, I set up a little, like a miniature, extraordinarily rudimentary studio. It's down pretty here. cool. This but is, it, but yeah. It, but it's actually pretty nice what you can do with Amazon and uh, a pocket pocket full of forty bucks. Yeah. You know? So. Oh yeah. You know. So you know. Shout out to uh, you know just making things thrifty. Bezos, thanks yeah. for keeping it yeah. cheap with yeah. us poor kids. Appreciate it. You know, it's making me feel a little bit professional. But yeah, I hooked up uh, my laptop. Uh, to the TV here, so uh, that way the the guest can see what I'm doing on my laptop. But we're kind of just cruising the Facebook and looking around at uh, the brutal the brutal Republican MGCC event. And uh, yeah, I definitely clicked interested on that one for sure. So I can't wait to uh, check that one out. I hope I hope I can make it. I'm not really good at remembering what I have going sure. on lately because I'm so busy. But uh, I just click interested on pretty much everything and hope for hope for the best. Like a handful of years, it looks like I've clicked. Oh on. yeah, I uh, did pull up your riddle with class dates. Let's talk about those. Actually, I mean, we got, right on. I mean, you've got a ton of them coming up here. We do. Um, we're we're hitting it pretty hard the next uh, month or two. Yeah. Uh, this Saturday, which is also April twenty seventh, we're at, we're playing a daytime show. Nice. Which is really weird for us. Uh, that uh, actually. Uh, at uh, Zilstra, Harley-Davidson in Ames, Iowa. Well, that's going to be cool. Yep. They call it the Spring Hog Roast. So, so is that at the Harley-Davidson place there? Yep. So, right at the dealership oh, there. Oh, sweet. Yep. You ever own a Harley? I, I currently own one. I've, uh, you gonna I've ride, owned a couple. You got to yeah. ride it down there, make somebody I, else haul your gear, and just ride the Harley in? I wish I could. I uh, I will not be doing that. I have a... Uh, Actually, so this is an all-ages show, uh-huh. and believe it or not, my uh, nine-year-old daughter, who could give a crap less about me playing music, <laughs> is going to come to this one. Oh. So, so we'll see what she thinks, I guess. Yeah, she'll, uh, uh, yeah, she'll probably not care at all. But yeah, so we got that, and so if, you, if you're looking for something to do on Saturday, you could uh, do the daytime thing with us, and then you could haul it back and go watch Jeremy and the boys at uh Patty's. But uh, then we then I think we get a weekend off and uh then we're playing in uh uh Barnum, Iowa at uh the junkyard there. Uh, Ashton booked us. We were supposed to play back there uh in February and then we got that 
torrential snowstorm. Yeah, man. So we had to reschedule. Dude, I don't. I never told anybody this out on the podcast, but I ended up getting stuck out in that snowstorm. Really? And uh, yeah, if you see me, see me in person, ask me about that. There's a nice fun story <laughs> yeah. about that. It's it's. This isn't the time or place, but uh, yeah, there's a fun story about that. A lot of people did on that one. That I yeah. think a lot of people like thought, oh, it can't be that bad. It was that bad. Yeah, <laughs> there was a, a guy I went to school with that was in in much worse condition than I was. Oh you know, yeah, he got stuck a lot farther away from a house. Yeah, yeah. My whole situation was um, I was trying to be a good Samaritan, and I stopped to shovel somebody out. And, yeah, and in the process, when I was done shoveling this person out, my car just sitting in the road instantly was drifted in like yeah. within 20 minutes oh and, yeah and so i was just like well i'm stuck here now yeah so it yeah, uh yeah, it was a bad deal yeah and we never had really snow like that all year and then all of a sudden but then it, i think the week after that we back in fort dodge at uh sneakers um sneakers has been really good to us over the years that's too. cool uh dan uh dan and holly the owners uh yeah, they take good care of us and, and good crowd there for us. And we're starting that. That one's going to be weird. Um, actually, our drummer, Jake Merritt, who's a freaking beast on the drums, is um, playing with his. He's in a jazz trio, actually. Oh, wow. With uh, Gabriel Alves and uh, uh, Alex Trevino, actually. Oh, cool. And so they're playing from seven to nine that night at river hops and do they have, do they have a name or a facebook page I think or anything the, i don't know if they have a facebook page but it's the gabriel all this trio oh that is yeah. cool i'll have to check that out and they are like so like it was kind of cool we they played out at the winery and i'm like i gotta go out you know and and uh and support my buddy you know and check it out and and i genuinely interested interested uh, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Trevino play bass. Yeah, he was, was he there at the jam night, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that uh, dude's good. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, you and I were standing there watching him, and, and uh, we both stepped outside for a second and started talking. We were just like staring at him through the glass, right yeah. through the front picture window, and we're just like, good lord. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's crazy when... And this is no offense to uh, anybody that was up there, but it's like it's really crazy when the best musician on the stage is a mu- is a bassist. Oh yeah, you know, and it's and like I said, it's nothing against anybody else that was up there. But Does not happen in my band at all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was destroying it up there. And, yeah, uh, he's he's awesome. And then Gabriel, I never uh, I I saw him like so. Two of my guys work down at Reman Music in Fort Dodge. Uh, oh, cool. Jake and Greg. Um, the Merritt brothers, uh, they, uh, so I was down there one time and they're messing around with a, uh, piano. And so we're, uh, we're, I'm just watching Gabriel and I'm like, oh, that guy plays piano pretty good. Well, he wasn't even trying. And then like, I go to their jazz thing and Lib and I were sitting behind him and I, I was just watching his hands move. And I'm like, I, I don't know how he does that. I can't think that fast. Yeah. They're, they're awesome. Uh, Jake's dad, um, John, is a jazz drummer. Uh-huh. And so I, he's grown up with jazz, and, and he gets to do that. So he's doing that from 7 to 9. Well, uh, Sneakers wanted us to start at 8. And I'm like, hey, you know, we got a, our drummer is kind of indisposed. And so I shouted out there. I was like, Levi and I have played some acoustic together. So uh-huh. we're going to open the night with acoustic. And it... 
our acoustic stuff ranges from like we do some stuff like we even throw in a couple of country songs we think are cool when we're doing the acoustic stuff and uh-huh. to like we do an acoustic rendition of snuff by slipknot and like it's very weird and i'm i'm a bass player so i'm always like what the hell am i doing here you know but uh so it'll be fun to try that out you know and that's your uh, May 18th at, at, at Sneakers. sneakers. Yep. That's, that's going to be fun. So that's how we do that. And then, then we got a couple of like street dances coming up and stuff. Oh, actually. sweet. I mean, I mean, like, uh, there's a I, lot on there's it. A, there's a ton of shows. Uh, I actually just pulled up your Facebook page here not too long ago, and it's uh, at Riddled with Class on Facebook. Yep. If you want to check that out, there's uh, you can go to their events tab and uh, just click on that. And there's, oh, about... Oh, maybe a ten, eight, ten shows, eight, eight shows. It looks like. Yeah, yep. and I got shows. a, I got a couple that we haven't quite put on there yet. But we uh, watch this. Boom, boom. We're gonna click interested <laughs> on all those bad boys. We're headed to uh, Lytton again this year. We did. Uh, they call it Gala Days. Gala Days. Uh, it's one of those two. And uh, yeah. So we're doing that the Friday night before that. Uh, J. Clyde Band, which features. Uh, Two, two of the guys in my band, Jake and Greg Merritt, are playing. Um, I think we should just rename Gala Days of the Merritt Brothers Showcase this year. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, after that, uh, then we, we kind of had uh, some some things this summer where Jake Clyde, I mean, you're sharing band, are sharing guys amongst bands and uh-huh. two two pretty, uh, pretty busy bands, actually. Oh, yeah. So uh, the Merritt Brothers find themselves in a very fortunate situation that not very many people do where they're in two bands that are relatively successful. And, and so there's a couple of times there were some scheduling conflicts and I said, you know, we kind of agreed we'd, we'd pick up a, a guy or two to fill in this summer. And, and it, luckily we, we've been doing this. We're friends with a lot of people. So, uh, June 8th, we're actually going to have, uh, Chris Anderson, Topher, as a lot of people call him, uh, banging the drums for us in uh, oh, cool. Coon Rapids, Iowa. Is he in another band? He's in a band called Fault Mine. Okay. And then he is in another band called Toadstool, I believe. Go figure, drummer. Yeah, yeah. Mul- multiple bands. Yeah, that's weird, right? No, <laughs> like, there's not enough drummers out there. And then, uh, then we're playing in Eagle Grove. Cool. And uh, at Rails, uh, John, the owner, John and Sandy over there that own the the Rails has always been good to us. They do Summerfest downtown. Uh-huh. And then afterwards, they start wrapping up. And you come down to Rails and you'll catch us there from about, you know, 10, 11 till about 2 in the morning. Yeah. And uh, Lance Larson of uh, Cross-Eyed Mary fame is going to be on the drums for us that night. Oh, sweet. And then we got a couple dates out there. Lance is going to play with us a couple times. Um, Lance has been around. He, I think he was in the ski band for a little while. He was, yeah. I want to say that uh, he contacted me. I need to get a hold of him again. Uh, Lance, if you're listening, yeah, uh, hit me up again. Just uh, jammed with him last night, actually. I should have. I, I was texting with Pete about this last night, and I should have said something to him yeah i I did send you a message late that was like hey you know tell everybody that i'm i'm looking for guests here and uh but yeah it's that's gonna be cool actually getting to jam out with some other people 
it uh we we decided Levi and I kind of decided like hey when we're when we're playing with these other guys let's make the show a, well obviously it has to be a little different you know mm-hmm. um you're talking about like there's there's four or five songs a night that Greg sings that I I'm not picking up uh that that responsibility I am not a strong si- uh singer as one might say yeah but uh so we're that it, a lot of it falls on Levi as far as vocals go, and then I have my little, my little click T Pain pedal that I'm uh, yeah hopefully try to hide underneath Levi's actual good vocals. I totally uh, <laughs> borrowed the same thing you have. Yeah, I, I use it occasionally at uh, Three Finger Betty shows. I've debated using it at other shows, and the thing I've found is a lot of sound guys are just like, "What the hell is that?" Thing? Yeah, and I'm just like, "It's just a, a vocal processing unit," and they're like. Okay, you know, yeah. they, they get mad about it. It's like you just plug the microphone cable into. I got the rest of it, buddy. Don't yeah. worry about it. Like, yeah, and it's. I mean, you've messed with it. I'm sure yep. you can get stupid with it, or you can use it to like try to fix yourself to be like. Uh, it's a not a little bit better. Yeah, it's not going to take like Bismarcky and turn him into Celine Dion or no, anything no, like no, that. No, 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 no. But uh, it, yeah, it might even it out a little bit. Um, yeah, it's like a little bit of pitch correction, also with like a whammy effect. Yeah, you know? like yeah. you can go up an octave or down an octave, with yeah, it, which is kind of fun with the gender thing yeah, on there. Yeah, I used to. Um, I don't drink that much at shows anymore, but uh, we play a song from. Early 2000s, I think it was, by a band called Weedus. Okay. Uh, called Teenage Dirtbag. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah everybody yeah. knows yeah, that yeah. song. And then, so you're playing that song, and there's this part where uh, there, a girl sings the part, and uh, obviously you can probably tell that's not really in my vocal range. <laughs> no. Uh, so uh, I would crank it up to full T Pain mode, as yep. I call it which is the hard pitch correction. And then on top of it, crank it to full female gender yep. correction on it. And it, it was, it was a damn monstrosity is what it was. And it, <laughs> it was good for a laugh, you know, and that's, uh, I, that's what I was going for. I mean, yes, I that's some of it is like, you don't have to just like be that kick ass band all the time. Yep. Like you can have a little bit of fun with it. Yeah. Uh, the first example of that I saw was Chris Carband and they busted out some kazoos Yeah. and they weren't quite, well, they're not quite kazoos, but, uh, and I was just like, Oh man, these guys are, they take themselves seriously, but, but at the same time they can still go up there and have fun doing whatever they're doing. And that's one of the funnest things you can actually like find about like going to see a band live is just watching them have fun doing what, all the things that they're doing. And yeah, that, that's, uh, that's definitely it. Uh, it plays a part. Uh, thanks for liking that, Lucas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, this is actually kind of fun having live, uh, real time Facebook stuff going on here. Yeah, but, it's it's hilarious. So but, and then another, we're gonna add a guitar player for a show or two to uh, Josh Stewart. He's of uh, Tantrum to Blind f- uh, fame. He's uh, plays guitar with them. I think a little bit of bass with them. Those guys have always been great friends of ours, and so um, Josh and Levi go way, way back, and he's a hell of a guitar player, and we're he's going to play our A-Bait show with us. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah that A-Bait show is going to be tons of fun. Uh, Fourth of July, you're playing on the 4th? 
Uh, uh, we're playing on the third. All right. Um, yeah, me, I don't know how that went about. Let me pull up the event and actually see if it's in the description here. I don't know if I actually have made like a separate event for that. I think that's the rally. We're the rally pre-party band, actually, for the second straight consecutive year. Um, the night we're playing, we are. It's in the afternoon, and then uh, we are are we are followed by. Uh, oh man, I feel really bad for Wild Ambition, who's doing. Uh, celebration this year too actually oh that's cool yep um they did uh yep there yeah, we there are. it is yeah yep. wednesday july 3rd yep three three o'clock until i guess seven or so yeah we'll be riddled with class and then eight to eight to midnight's wild ambition yep and uh mike hayes uh he's hooked us up two years in a row jeff hoker up there uh they run a hell of a, a hell of a a party in Algona, Iowa. Um, one thing I think sometimes people, you, you see people, well, why don't you have this band? I, I think sometimes people forget uh, A-Bait's a biker rally and not necessarily a music festival. Uh, yeah, definitely. But they, they're they pulling in great bands for this uh, biker rally. Oh, and most certainly. I know uh, Libby. Uh, Libby is my significant other. I've referenced her quite a few times here. <laughs> uh, hi, Lib. She uh, she <laughs> hey, is very hey, ex- <laughs> she is very excited to see Shaman's Harvest up there. They're a band out of uh, Missouri. Um, they had a couple of hits, and uh, they're kind of on. A, they're an up and up band. They're kind of on their way up. They've been on tour with some major bands, and we've caught them a couple of times. And but yeah, we're very excited to be a part of Abate and. We'll continue to do so until they don't invite us. Yeah, anymore, no yeah, that's know. that's that's actually a really cool event to to get to go to and and showcase in front of because there's people from all across Iowa and all across the U.S. Sure. that come into that event to sure. uh, to see uh, all sorts of bands and like like you said, the bands aren't like the focal point of the no, event. No, it's and, it's bikers and biker culture and and they're just out there having fun doing oh, yeah. whatever they're doing, and uh, it's 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 a great great time. I've never actually been to one uh, as an adult. I remember going through one as as a, a young child, uh, just driving through one and just being like, "Holy cow! This is like sure. just it's just a rager of a party the whole oh, time." Oh yeah, it's so yeah. It actually is. You know, it's kind of cool to be the live band entertaining those people. Oh yeah, and so that's and that's so real... the night we play, it's kind of so. There's you know obviously there's uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then it kind of wraps up Sunday, but the crew is there like two weeks before that getting everything ready oh no way <clears throat> and so our the way it was explained to me is the the show we play like it's open to the public but it's almost for the people putting it on because the next three days they're gonna oh, be yeah. swamped yeah you know? and, that makes sense and so it's been a it, it's been a, a great a great uh thing for us and and we, like I said, we'll continue to do it until uh, Mr. Hayes or Mr. Hoker don't contact us anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I was uh, I was just looking through some of your past events. You've been packing a lot of shows in here. I mean, it's, sure. uh, you've got at least ten shows, about ten shows under your belt already this year, and another ten on the way. So, sure, I mean, you're gonna break that forty, fifty shows this year, Barry. You're probably pretty easy, even though you're sharing bandmates. And yeah, we uh, we stay busy. Yeah. Um, 
we got a couple, you know, here and there. Uh, and then this summer gets kind of crazy. Uh, Greg, our rhythm guitar player, um, sometimes lead guitar player. It's hard for me to tell anymore. He's a guitar player. Yeah. And uh, and then he sings. He is getting married uh, June 1st. Oh, cool. Congratulations. And, so, and then actually uh, I am getting married uh, July 19th. And, woo, woo. and so uh, this summer, I mean, we we – We'll take you know. Obviously, we wanted book shows, and but we're we're gonna. It's there's a couple other factors this summer. We might not be as busy as we have been in the past, but yeah. But I mean, it makes sense. Life, man. Yep. You gotta oh, go. Yeah. Out, you gotta go out and enjoy life. Oh yeah. And that comes back to I think a little bit what we were talking about was uh, how much you want to value yourself because sure. uh, it's not that uh, bands don't want to go play places. Uh, uh, but sometimes it's got to be worth your time. Like, yep. there's people out there that are musicians that make their living um, doing a nine to five, but they still play sure. play shows every single weekend. Sure. And and you would find yourself being one of those people. Yeah, definitely. And and so to tear you away from your family for the weekend. Sure. You know, uh, whether or not be your your kid or whatever. You yep. know, it's just it. There's it's, a value. Exactly. On it, you know, you got to have a value on it. So you got to put some value on your time away from your. your yeah, and and. Uh, I, I, you know, respecting your own, your time and your craft and, you know, what you bring. Um, cause yeah, you don't, you definitely don't want to go, like if you're in a band, you're the, the band that I play in, I guess we're playing a lot of bars. We're playing a lot of, we're also, you know, bringing people in yeah. they're buying alcohol Yep. and I, I'm not, you know, there's that, but like you shouldn't go anywhere and, you know, give up your time, uh, put wear and tear on your equipment just so somebody else makes a whole bunch more money too, you know, but bingo. Yep. And this summer, that was kind of the thing. I, I ride motorcycles. I, I, Pete and I were talking about it and I was talking about it with somebody else earlier too. Like last year, I think I, I didn't put hardly any miles on my bike and I was like, well, yeah. this year maybe I'll get a chance to put a few more miles. Yeah. On. Yeah. And then, uh, I kind of have an idea where I think, uh, one of these nights uh, when Jake and Greg are playing with uh, uh, Jake Clyde, I, I might go be their roadie for the night. Oh, cool. And then I'm going to sit with the legendary Mark Gales and try to pick his brain about sound. Oh, cool. Yeah, Just yeah. Just something that's interested me. You know, he'd probably talk over my head, too, and I probably won't know what he's talking about, but yeah. just watch how it all works. And Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty interested in the sound thing, too, I guess, as, as like these podcasts go, I've I've done my fair share of editing the way that I mix the podcasts. I'm sure if you've listened to all of them, you can tell uh, subtle differences about every five or ten podcasts. I change the way I edit it just sure. just to uh, change things up. But but yeah, even running live sound, live sounds a beast, man. Yeah, um, I mean, it's I, hard to do it and play at the same time. Oh like, yeah, totally. And that's I think that's kind of part of why I've taken on that role too. Is it, with the bass player, I might have a little more. Uh, room to uh try to figure out what's going on and stuff but yeah and libby has done a great job of trying to learn as much as she can mm -hmm. and then yeah it, there's a lot to it i 
I don't know. I'm no, like, I'm no, I definitely don't know what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, but it's still, you got to find a place to start. And that's, sure. it's, you know, getting the basics down or at least just having some experience uh, putting your hands in the equipment and, sure. and using it a little bit is, is better than nothing at all. Sure. I, you know, it's, it's crazy that you've got all these shows coming up and you, your band's kind of shape shifting. And, and over the years, your band has kind of changed a little bit and, you you just kind of kept sticking with it and grinding with it and uh even though uh even though there was it's, it's pretty much a complete overhaul at this point from what it started out as oh absolutely but yeah. it's uh you just kind of keep grinding and going with it and like it's just one of those things <laughs> that I've always kind of enjoyed the fact that, that you're always out there and you're always doing it you're always uh playing the shows talking to the people you know, sure yeah it's uh it you know there were couple of moments where i'm like what what happens from here you know and yeah and then it getting levi in there was extremely pivotal or pivotal yep. and uh and then jake and greg were what put us over the top and but they they had this other band and they they they're a big deal you know jake uh-huh. Clyde and they built that thing for i think they've been playing together with that band for eight years so if we gotta if we gotta figure something out you know and and still play these shows and then you know when that that's done uh jake and greg back and yeah that's am i having deja vu or did you say pivotable in in the first podcast i might have yeah as i get older i uh i don't know how to talk anymore it's getting it's it's getting worse it happens though like it's well we're having a one-hour conversation I've, i've learned to live with my mistakes as i just uh make them and go with them and uh, sometimes I try to post-edit them, and um, I, you know, after a handful of episodes, I was just like, I don't even care. Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to live with the the way I talk because uh, it's easier to just live with it and grin and bear it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's your drive to just keep going and and uh, find a way to make it happen no matter what is is definitely something that I've I've noticed, and I'm sure a lot sure. of other people have noticed because there are bands that have hit rough spots and they just kind of don't play for a while and and i mean there's something to be said for uh like some bands don't they they don't have the ability to lose one member and continue to do what they're doing sure or pull in a a a part-time member for a show or two and keep doing what they're doing it's it's a lot more difficult for example like if your band has like a trombone player like you can't just pull another trombone player and be sure. like, can you learn this? And it's like, uh, you know, like, I don't know. How easy would that be to find that person, you know, or yeah. whatever? Or like, and I, I feel like sometimes uh, the pressure that, uh, you know, uh, for some reason, uh, Josh Stewart knew, like, every one of the songs we played. But, uh, <laughs> like, Lance and, uh, and Topher, you know, like, hey, you guys want to come play for four hours with us like a yeah. couple of times you know and, yeah you're asking for a, that's a tall uh, order man and they're awesome i mean we are extremely fortunate that we've we've built kind of i think we have a good following you know and i think uh we we've built a good enough brand per se that we we're getting quality musicians that that can come in and and play these shows and and we're we're very lucky for that, you know. Yeah, and, definitely. And then on top of it, to play with the guys that I play with every every time we go out, 
I, I am by far the least talented member of this band. I just own all the shit and they can't fire me. Yeah. Like, so like, I mean, they, I, I don't know. I'm very, I'm a very lucky person to get to do and to get to do what I've, uh, what I've gotten to do for a long time, you know? And yeah. And, and I, I, we I obviously appreciate everybody who's, uh, kind of, you know, been with this helped me get this started and yeah yeah that just reminded me of a meme that i saw there was this person that's crowd surfing and uh the person that's crowd surfing has a person standing on top of them so the person (laughs) the person that's standing on top of them is like actually crowd surfing with a person as they're surfing the crowd surfer yes so uh and like the caption was uh me riding on the talent of my bandmates yeah and and that's you know that's kind of how i feel in most of my bands too it's uh I'm with some uh, some bomb musicians in the bands that I'm in, and uh, I'm just lucky enough to just be along for the ride. I feel yeah. like, and I, uh, I mean, I put the work in. I, yeah. I, I have the talent to do to do the things I do, and and the unity stuff was tough. You know, it's tough to sure. to get your chops up to do the things that they want you to do in that band because it's pretty demanding. But at the same time, uh, it was well worth the effort, and it's kind of cool to actually get to stand next to all those people and play music with them. Yeah, and that comes back to like being, you know, how much fun those jam nights are. You like, oh yeah, you might only get that one opportunity to play the guitar with that person sitting in on drums or standing next to you on bass. And, yeah, and it's uh, extra special to get to do that. You know, it there the combinations that happen at those places are awesome. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I've never gone up there, and I take that back. We. As a band, were the house band one time on St. Patrick's Day a couple years back. Um, but other than that, I have never gone up there and played a song that I remotely think I knew how to play. <laughs> like, and, <laughs> and, and over, all this, hey man, it's, you know, it's E, A, and D, and I'm, oh, okay. You yeah, know, they just, they like, just yep. dude, that's my favorite part about going up there yeah. is they just, somebody just comes up there and uh, they'll tell you something like that. It's E, A, and D, and then yeah. you're like, okay, like in yep. what order and how often yeah. and when. Yeah. So, yeah. But then, you figure it out pretty yeah. quick, though. And it, it's it's always, like, it's fun. Um, somehow, I, I think I have played uh, Knocking on Heaven's Door like 47 times at Jam Nights. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of blues tune in G. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there's those jam night favorites, you yeah, know. Yeah, definitely. And, and uh, well, I've got mine. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I play at a jam night, uh, you probably bet your house on the fact that I'm gonna play uh, "Going Down" by Freddie King. Sure, it's, it's, we did that one in yeah. the stockyard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's just my jam right there. I love that song so much. I got a pretty good Ober uh, jam night story, actually. We were up and uh, we were playing at Patty's, and this kid comes up, and I I always feel like a dick because I can't remember the names and stuff. Um, this kid comes up, and I look over at him, and, and Jeremy's like, what are we going to play, you know? And I was like, I look over at this kid, he's got long hair and a jean jacket on. I'm like, this dude knows some Metallica, you know? And so yep. I'm like, let's do Enter Sandman. And Jeremy's like, no, you know, like, ah, oh, let's do it. And the other guy's like super into it. And Jeremy, this is going to be, this is going to be a shit show, man. <laughs> it, it absolutely was one, too. <laughs> like, but I, I didn't realize, I had no idea how to play it until about halfway in. And I don't know. That's the fun thing about Jam Nights, though, too, is like, you go up and you're like, I'll try, you know, and if you're not confident enough to just 
try it get there somehow uh, you know yeah exactly i that you know that was probably the thing i regret the most was not putting the time in to get sure. good enough to be confident enough to go up to those things and i have to give like the biggest shout out to uh clint Riedel and jeremy ober for for building my confidence up i went to so many barnum jam nights and didn't participate until like one night you know i mean clint was always just you know get up here come on come yeah. on and then one night jeremy just like walks over and hands me the guitar and he's just like i'm gonna sit down and it's just yeah. like oh okay yeah. like so i better get up here then you know and, and um, over at, over there in barnum it's a it's a very inclusive jam there yeah i mean uh clint's the nicest dude you're ever gonna meet you know and he's uh, he does a great job, and they, they've had young people over there, you know, for the jam nights. Yep. Their, their first jam. Jeremy brings uh, one of his students who, that kid's not really a student anymore, like to the one in Fort Dodge, you know. that. That's, uh, yeah. I, it's awesome to watch. I'm not sure that kid's name, but he is wow, yeah. phenomenally and, good. So he looks like incredibly shy the entire time, and then like he'll rip this solo, and you're like, wow. And then when he's done with the solo, everybody cheers. Yeah. And he gets this, like, smirk on his face, you know? Yeah, justifiably. It, it makes everybody else in the room feel good, you yeah. know? Like, oh, so. man. It's it's one of those things where you're it's just like, man, this kid is so, so, so good. I remember uh, the jam night that I was one of the host musicians was the first time I saw him play. And uh, Jeremy's like, hey, you going to let this guy play on your stuff? And I was like, all right, sounds good. So I hand him the guitar. And the first song they bust out is East Side Window. Yeah. And I had like some buddies of mine show up to the the jam night and they were just like, dude, I hope Jeremy plays East Side Window. Sure. And I was like, cool, you know. Yeah. And we sit down and they start playing East Side Window and the kids just like ripping solos and stuff in the song. And I was pretty blown away and everyone yeah. else was as well. I mean, like uh, I brought like, I don't know, just a handful of my buddies from up in the Humboldt area. They all they all just drove down to come see me play and, and see everybody else play and that's you know that's one of the other cool things i think is i like, showed up that night later on yeah too, actually yeah. yeah i was we were one person shy of having a stock mini stockyard reunion at that yeah. show i was yeah. uh we were a drummer short of finding somebody that knew how to play where were you jeff yeah we were a drummer short of finding somebody that knew how to play uh storm Troopin', yeah which uh uh man yeah, love that song so that much. That one was my favorite one that we did. Yeah, uh, that that one has won the most hearts of any of the songs that I've played. I remember uh, Vince Benishek. I ended up doing a podcast with him. Uh, I go to school with him, and he ended up like the day we did all those shows. Uh, Scott Dahl at of the Rock and Picnic. He was taking video of it and put it online, and. Vince was just like, oh my gosh, you're playing Stormtrooper by Ted Nugent. This is so cool. And I was like, okay, this kid's awesome. Like, yeah. This kid knows what's up. So, yeah, and it's kind of fun because I you know, got to know Vince better and took him to a jam night. We ended up going to the jam night in Bode at the Red Lantern. Sure. And, uh, you know, I think Scott Dahl was hosting that one up there. Yeah, I and, think those were kind of his baby, weren't they? Yeah, like, I believe yeah. so. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that was, you know, shout out to Scott for letting us get up there. We ended up playing a handful of songs uh, and... and Man, I have so much fun at jam nights. I always and I always get nervous going up there because it seems like oh it, yeah yeah it, you know no matter what jam night you go to, um, at least in my situation, I'm going to be one of the least talented people to go up and play the guitar. And uh, you know I've I've accepted the fact even though like I've I've practiced and I'm good enough to go up there and entertain and play pe- play for people, but well, it's still it's there's just so many people up in this area that are rock stars that uh they just yeah, they either don't a, they either don't know it or they're just it's just 
it, I think there's a lot of guys that have a lot of talent that just, you know, they don't want to go out and and do this all the time, you know, and yeah. they get to come up and yeah, there's I it's yeah, it always blows me away how much talent there is in at any given jam night, you know, and yeah, and it really just it's so unfortunate that Patty's uh Patty's third Thursday jam nights closing down and patties is closing down and it's uh no more of that and i'm wondering if there's going to be another one of those that's going to pop up somewhere now that now that jeremy's got a third thursday free you know, yeah. every month uh you know it's it's not like i don't know it's not like the paycheck from that was probably you know gonna make or break jeremy but at the same time it, it might have you know uh he could be looking for a place to play Sure. Uh, for another jam night so if there's a bar that's justifiable uh that anybody that's listening uh, you own a bar and you want to have a jam night. Yeah, a jam night that will be packed with yeah with uh, some talent. Yeah, I some mean, absolute murderer musicians, and I say that in the best way possible because it's yeah. 2019. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Oh yeah, buddy. there's, I, you know, I know they've kind of tried. That one was always the the big one in the area. I yeah, guess. and then. You know, I I need to make it over to Barnum on a Tuesday night more often than I do. Dude, you um, come over there with me and I'll play. I'll go. Up to, I'll get up and play if you're there. Sure. Yeah. I'd sell, I so I uh, I sell cars for a living. That's what I do. Um, yeah. Uh, and it's not a forty hour a week job, and sometimes finding time for that stuff, you know. It, oh it, yeah, it's definitely. Hard, oh but, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I've done those days where, uh, I mean, you and I are in this kind of in the same boat where we live in a different town than where we work. Sure. So we leave our town in the morning, and most of the jams are near the Fort Dodge area. So we'd have to, sure. so we'd have to still not go home and then drive over to Fort Dodge, yeah. and, or over to Barnum, and then yeah. And so we would be spending a whole day away from our homes, and that comes back to like you got to spend some time at home with your family, yeah. and, and your loved ones, and the people you're around. So. And I've done it a couple of times, and then you know it. I don't know. It, it's a blast. Like, I, there's a lot of times, like, I work uh, Monday through Saturday, typically. And we'll have a show Saturday night. And I just pack clothes. And I change in the back of the office. And and then we're, we're uh, minivanning it to whatever town is having uh, us that night, you know. Yep, yep. Oh man, I uh, I've done podcast recordings where it's like I better wear my hold for swank T-shirt underneath my dress shirt today at work because I'm not gonna have time to change. So it's like this selfie's gonna definitely be from the waist up. And uh, <laughs> I'm sw- I'm straight rocking Ford Dodge Ford Lincoln Toyota gear yet. Still, you know, I uh, yep. it's just the way it goes though. Like uh, musicians are busy people. Like uh, that's just one of the things I appreciate so much about musicians is is so many of them have day jobs and do things and um they're sacrificing time to go out and and entertain you so i mean regardless of where you're going to see live music that's a person that's sacrificing their friday or saturday night to uh netflix and chill or whatever they want to do you know anything yeah i mean Um, i mean it comes to that opportunity cost and you know that's economics 101 baby yeah (laughs) most of us there's nothing we'd rather do than than go out and entertain you that's true that's true um, but yeah, and all the hours they spent sitting there with a, a guitar or a bass or yep. drums in front of them, you know, and yeah, and uh, I, you know, I, I would think, I think there's a giant 
like majority of people who have like grabbed at least like a guitar somewhere and been like, and and, and ding dong, you know, and yeah. Like, all right, I'm done with this, you know, and and I mean, I we've all had those moments along the way too, on the way up to this, you know, where you you get just good enough to be pissed at yourself for how bad you are, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's when the plateau happens sometimes, you know? Yep. And, uh, you know, I've definitely been there. I put the guitar down for a number of years. I mean, a a large number of years and didn't even pick it up, you know? And that's just the way it goes sometimes. That's kind of how I was with bass too. And one of the things I do every now and then to humble myself is I go into a guitar shop and I find a lefty guitar, (laughs) pick it up. Start trying to play stuff? I have never... Well, first off, nobody stocks lefty basses. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. What, what's the most obscure instrument known to man? You know, if oh. you're left-handed and you're playing bass, learn how to play right-handed. Yeah, no <laughs> but, kidding. No kidding. Uh, yeah, that would be something. That'd be a little brain trick. Well, it's something I've always wanted to do as, like, a parlor trick. Where, sure. like, I start playing a guitar... And uh, halfway through the song, I, I set the guitar down and pull up a lefty guitar. And yeah. just, or just like switch for one song and see if anybody notices. Yeah. And just be like, like, what? Like, what is that? But it's actually more difficult than you think. And it makes me think to myself that this is, I have all this knowledge in my head. I know how to play this thing. Yeah. But I don't. I would notice I don't have any, that. I, I don't have any like, muscle memory to do it. So Why it, is he playing left-handed? I could, yeah. I'll never forget. I saw a Nirvana tribute band once. And... You know, I was having a few beers and watching this band play. I remember being pissed off that the guitar player played right-handed. Like, what a weird, like, thing to be mad about. But I was like, the guy kind of tried to look like Kurt Cobain and everything. Like, go the full nine, man, and learn how to play that thing lefty. But... Say, yeah, our webpage is... uh, wildly out of date yeah i uh was just trying to look up some of your handles uh you're we have a twitter yeah um, you do it's uh at rwc underscore music and yeah i'm not uh i'm not real good about doing the tweeting um i've been i've been doing a lot better at tweeting i feel like they're uh tweeting just takes a community of people and it's it's tough to siphon out all of the negativity because it's just a cesspool of negativity but like sure um, if you find the right communities of people, you can definitely have, uh, the right response ratio. And I feel like there's a music community on Twitter. It's not huge, but there definitely is one. Sure. And, uh, it's, it's pretty strong. I feel like most bands could benefit from being on Twitter just a little bit more often, but, uh, I, I do feel like, uh, I've kind of neglected that. Um, I've, I've made a valiant effort to try to make our Facebook a little more entertaining and it has been. Uh, yeah, there's definitely some uh, fun posts on your guys' Facebook. And I've also, uh, yeah, the Instagram. I try to get on there and uh, try to, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, at least post pictures of myself and the other guys, you know. and um, Yeah, just, you know, be a little more present. There's the Dave Grohl one. Yeah. Oh, there goes my hero. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, you know, Instagram's probably another great place for bands to kind of hang out on. Uh, your Instagram is at Riddled with Class, and your uh, Facebook is also at Riddled with Class. But yep. but the uh, uh, Twitter is at RWC underscore Music. Uh, it looks like you guys haven't posted in a while. But uh, yeah. But yeah. Um, 
there are there are some uh, apps you can set up. Do you guys use uh, like Reverb Nation or anything like just just no, Facebook? No, not really. Yeah, just Facebook for you the can, most part. You can set up your Facebook to auto post over. Um, at least, if nothing else, it just puts something on there sure. for you. Sure. Uh, I know we're getting pretty close to an hour here, but uh, you do also have a YouTube page, is that correct? Yeah, we do. Yep. Is uh, uh, We'll go to YouTube.com here, and we're going to search for Riddled with Class and see what pops up, and you guys are the very first response. Um, yeah, I uh, think it's... And there it is. Uh, and... So throw them a subscribe. Uh, I'm sure we talked about all this stuff in the last podcast that you and I did, but uh, what kind yeah. of... You're a cover band. What kind of songs do you guys uh, normally play? Uh, for the most part, we are a 90s and newer alternative um, rock cover band. Um, I, you're going to find uh, some weird stuff in there, but there's a lot of Foo Fighters, a lot of Blink-182, yeah. uh, an alarming amount of Weezer. I never noticed that we played them. <laughs> Weezer's awesome, but uh, I never uh, under kind of picked up that we we're playing so many weezer songs um that kind of stuff you know uh we've added we got some heavier stuff in there too we've done uh, obviously rage against the machine Tool, yeah oh yeah 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 um kill switch engage yep um just started doing a nine inch nails tune not that long ago which is kind of fun and we just kind of try to switch it all up um try to be fun you know and yeah, give you guys something to come see and and have a good time with. Um, well, I've definitely noticed every time I've gone to see you guys play is I, I first and foremost I have a good time. Uh, I know it doesn't mean much coming from me because I'm like in the circle of of musicians sure. around the area, but but you guys always uh, uh, make the crowd move, and that's one of the things sure. I always I always enjoyed was. Uh, you can go into a bar where uh, most – it's not like people don't pay attention to the band, but people will, like, crowd around you guys and watch you play yeah. uh, instead of just sitting around and talking, which is a cool thing to see, it, you know? It's very cool to be in front of that, you know? Um, yeah. We – uh it sucks to be that band that's out there trying to get people to stand closer. Sure. And you guys don't ever have to ask for that, sure. you know? And, so. I mean, for the band that's out there trying to get people to stand closer, we've also been there, you know? We – We've played shows to Libby, you know, or yeah, or yeah. three people staring at their cell phones, and uh -huh. you just truck with it, and you figure out, after a while, you start figuring out, like, hey, you know, when you're putting together a cover band or something, you're like, well, what kind of music, blah, 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 mm -hmm. and you'll make this list, and then you'll go out and play all those songs, and you'll be like, well, this one was awesome, and this is when everybody went to go have a cigarette, you yep, know, or yep. something like that. Yeah, so and you can so, kind of dog ear your own songs. Yeah, after the after a while, you're like, you know what, that one didn't work, and yeah, that happens to us all the time. Uh, we were doing uh, Minerva by the Deftones, okay, um, for a little while. All right, awesome song, and we were all super excited about it until we noticed crowd reaction. You yeah, know? And we haven't done that one for a long time, or. Uh -huh. there, there's just there's always something like that that pops up you yeah. know oh yeah but and yeah we we are the people who come out and watch us seem to enjoy it and oh yeah definitely. we're enjoying it and all right yeah yeah man i uh i think we're getting pretty close we can probably call this one uh pretty close to done we gave a lot just gave lots of shout outs to uh yeah. all the guys in your band and all the people filling in and, and uh 
in the area. Yeah, people. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, just huge shout out to everyone around. That uh, third Thursday jam night was insanely packed. So yep. uh, if you want to go check out uh, the shows that were, let's see here. I'll, I better just pull them up again here so I don't have to guess when they were. So this is why I have the technology. The 26th is the uh, Blue Ribbon Ramblers. Yep. And the 27th was MGCC, MGCC and Brutal Republic. Yeah. So uh, those are going to be the last two shows at Patty's Pub. I, I'm assuming that's going to be a packed house for those two. So uh, go down and have some fun with those people because it's, it's, it's going to be a great show. Um, you know, uh, I'm going to miss Patty's when it's gone. And... Uh, it just kind of sucks because I'm, I know I'm kind of new to the scene and it's it's sure. it's tough to see a place like this uh, not be there anymore, especially when it's in in my area. You sure. Know? Um, so uh, there's going to be some big shoes to fill for the for the bars in the area, and I know they'll step up, but oh yeah, but it's still kind of a it's a big blow, man. It's a big blow to the music scene. So I hope to see everybody out at the uh, jam nights that I'm assuming are just going to start popping up around because they're going to need to. That's all I got to say. Yeah. There's going to be some itchy musicians out there. Oh yeah. I, I, I hope Clint sees a, a little bit of a, more of a flow over there. Uh, the people who own, um, the junkyard and Barnum are awesome too. The Dillons. Yep. Um, Eric and Cassie and Ashton manages the place. Ashton's been a great friend of ours too. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Ashton's and, cool guy. Yeah, and yeah, they hopefully the Clint will see a little more influx over there on yeah. his Tuesdays. And yep, and I think he does one almost every Tuesday. I think it, it is every Tuesday. I think so yeah. too. They almost never skip a Tuesday, and if they do, it's on their Facebook site. Sure, sure. So uh, yeah, if you're in the area, make sure you uh, check out the Junkyard Bar and Grill in Barnum. Their uh, Facebook website. Or their Facebook site. It's not a website. Sure. But yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be your next chance to hit up a, a jam night. It looks like. Otherwise, hit up that April twenty sixth and twenty seventh show at Patty's. But you also have your own show coming up. Uh, April twenty seventh. Yeah. Zilstra Harley Davidson in Ames, Iowa. That's gonna be super neat. At noon. <laughs> that's gonna be super cool. Uh, and then we're back in the area in Barnum. On the May 11th and yeah, May 18th, back in Fort Dodge. Yeah, speaking of the junkyard, back yep. in, uh, back at the junkyard. There we go. So, got a couple shows coming up. Check out Riddle with Class online. Uh, thanks for joining me on the podcast this week, Nick. Anytime, uh, Pete. I love having you here, so appreciate it. <laughs> hey, there's another one in the bank. Huge shout out to Nick for stopping by on the podcast again. Uh, you know, I, I very seriously got a lot of really good reviews from the, the first time he was on. Uh, a lot of people came up to me at shows and jam nights and things like that and told me how good it was. So I was really happy to actually get to sit down and talk with him again. Uh, I was in a little bit of a bind this week once again. Uh, not to say that I needed a bailout, but, you know, I... Uh, as it goes sometimes, sometimes you do need a bailout. So I appreciate Nick for bailing me out this week. I've had a lot of cancellations and a lot of uh, people passing on, on wanting to jump on the podcast. Uh, either they say they're going to or, you know, and then they don't. Or they agree to meet up with me in a location and then ignore my phone calls when I, when I show up. So uh, it's kind of frustrating. I'm going to try to do my best to uh, make this work online somehow i've set up a little mini studio at my house to hopefully make it a little more enticing for people to come over it's uh surely nothing fancy it ain't the hilton that's for sure but it's uh it's a nice place to be if you guys want to come hang out and talk with me for about an hour uh you know it's i'll, I'll do my best with uh, all the hospitality i have available to me right here so 
I would appreciate it. Uh, if anybody wants to be a guest, go ahead and uh, hit us up on the Audible Farm website, www.audiblefarm.com. There's a form there you can fill out. It'll send me an email, and I will uh, get back to you as soon as I can about being a guest. Uh, like I said, I can go on the road. I've got a new portable setup I'm going to try out, so things are changing here, and uh, I'm just trying to streamline everything the best I can to go to the places I need to go to talk to the people that uh, you guys want to hear from, and that's that's pretty much all, you know, it's the only reason I'm doing this. I'm not making any money on it. Uh, it's just uh, all for the love of music, guys. That's all it is. You can go to Facebook and like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter and follow us on Instagram. All of those are at Audible Farm. Uh, as we discussed in the podcast, you can subscribe to the Audible Farm page on YouTube. You can go to YouTube.com and uh, type in Audible Farm in the search bar, and we are definitely there, so you can go check us out there. If you want to send us an email the old-fashioned way and not go to the cool website that we have uh, designed with the help of the Iowa Podcast Network, you can definitely send us an email, audiblefarm at gmail.com. And speaking of the Iowa Podcast Network, uh, special thanks to them. They've been a real big help to me for uh, helping me gain some exposure and uh, just bouncing ideas off of people uh, for podcasts and things like that. Uh, Some of the people there are novice and some of the people there are real professionals. And I'm just having a blast getting to know all the people there and uh, interacting with them online. A lot of us are really busy on Twitter, so if you want to talk to us on Twitter, that'd be really awesome. Uh, A lot of us are just happy to hear from people, so... Huge shout out to everybody at Iowa Podcast Network. Keep grinding away. I, uh, I love every one of you. Uh, super appreciative of the community we have. Uh, thanks, Michelle, for building that up for us. I appreciate it. Uh, make sure you leave us a review. You can do that on uh, Facebook. You can also do that on most podcast streaming services. So check around. See if you can leave us five stars, winky faces, thumbs up, uh, you know, whatever you got to do to... Let everybody know that this podcast is a fun one and you enjoy listening to it. You can also do the old word of mouth thing. That never, ever fails. So, uh, you know, hit someone up with word of mouth. If you've got one of those elusive Audible Farm stickers, hey, who's got one of those bad boys? If you got one of those, put it in a fun place and and show it off to people and let them know that uh, you support the Audible Farm podcast because this is all for you guys. It's definitely not for me. It takes a lot of time to, to get this done. So... I really appreciate everybody listening. Thank you very much. I want to thank uh, Nick again for coming on the podcast. I always have such a great time sitting down and talking with him, and he's a really busy guy, so uh, for him to take an hour uh, or so out of his day and come over here and talk with me is, is really big, as it is for all of my guests. I really appreciate everything they've done for me thus far to make this podcast what it is, and I appreciate each and every one of you for listening. So, thank you very much. Uh, I will check you next week with another episode. Peace.